Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Welcome. Today's December 3rd, 2014. I cannot believe that we're in December already. We've had a full year of shows, and they have been the most amazing shows ever. Today, our special guest is Dr. Robert Weil. He was on our show earlier this year, and it was such a successful show that we wanted to bring him back again. For those of you who may have missed it, I'll give you a little background on Dr. Weil. He, um, he was born and raised in New York, and he's practiced sports podiatry for over 35 years and in the Chicago area. He's treated some of the best athletes in all sports, including many in the 85 Super Bowl Chicago Bears game. Uh, he's also worked with tennis legends, John McEnroe and Tracy Austin. So now let's bring him onto our show. Hello, Robert. Hi, Denise. Uh, nice to be back. Happy holidays. To you, too. Why don't you give our listeners a little background on how you became a doctor in podiatry? Okay. Uh, well, uh, for all of these years, I always had an interest in the um, uh, medical field. Podiatry was a great field, which seems to incorporate whether it was senior citizens, routine care, surgical care, uh, children, athletes, not life-threatening. Uh, so it was an uh, exciting field uh, to get involved with. Uh, and the sports medicine side of it has been what has interested me, Denise, for the past, gosh, 30, 35 years. I was very fortunate uh, to uh, become associated with a, the world-famed kinesiotherapist Bob Guida, and many athletes dealing with all sorts of problems uh, were coming to him for rehabilitation here in Illinois. Uh, Bob was a former Mr. America, Mr. Universe, went on to become one of the most learned of sports therapists. They were also seeing him to be two steps quicker, better balanced, uh, etc. And he always had a great um, respect for the role of the foot, and its um, effect on the rest of the body. 
So when it came to putting prescription orthotics in shoes, skates, skis, from grandmas to superstars, um, that's how we got involved in that particular area. And I've been in Chicago uh, all the time. I'm a New Yorker, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the role of uh, the foot in sports. Well, absolutely. Again, the uh, first major shock absorption uh, area of the body is the foot and ankle, and the foot's a mechanical marvel, allows us. Uh, if you're my uh, 2010 Olympic figure skating gold medalist, Evan Lysacek, doing a quadruple jump, he might hit the ice with eight, ten times his weight. You better have a efficient shock absorber. Or if it's someone who's walking on uneven surfaces, so the job of the foot is really to absorb about half our body weight of shock as it goes up the uh, lower leg and uh, knees and back. And once we start bearing weight, the foot becomes like a lever system to push us off. Uh, and a lot of foot um, uh, structure is inherited. So it's not unusual to see, gee, you know, mom had bunions and grandma had bunions or dislocated big toes. And we see it in the families. Uh, and probably 70-80% of the population has some sort of instability foot-wise, whether it's flat feet, maybe high arches, maybe they're bow-legged, maybe they have knocked knees. So once people started getting more and more active, running, jumping, playing sports, then we started seeing the uh, role of the foot becoming more and more important, even if it was just making sure that we were strengthening the foot and ankle, but that we were wearing the best shoes for our particular foot type, And again, you know, we talk about that a lot on my radio show, The Sports Doctor, Mm -hmm. on HealthyLife.net, where we talk so much about uh, all of these areas uh, and the rest of the body. And uh, if you've got problems, podiatry has been around for years where people have corns and calluses, Denise, people have diabetes, people have toenail Mm -hmm. problems, et cetera. So it's not only the mechanics of the foot itself, Uh, It also is many times uh, whether people have these types of problems. Um, You know, podiatry might trim somebody's corns and calluses. They might be a senior citizen or diabetic once a month forever, that type of thing. Mm. Keep them comfortable. Hmm. Can we prevent bunions? Well, a lot of times we see, you know, bunion is not a medical term. It's a, uh, a general to lay term. Really the dislocation of the big toe joint and the enlargement of that joint, usually on the side, is the so-called bunion. And many times we'll see we don't inherit the bunions. We inherit the foot type that creates it. So the flat foot, the rolled-in foot, many times could be susceptible. And we've got to have enough room in the ball. For one of my most popular articles, and people can, can obtain it at sportsdoctorradio.com, is my article on high heels, Uh, It's called uh, Women in High Heels Accepting the Challenge. (laughs) So when we start having uh, toe room concerns, for example, with women's shoes, then sometimes we'll see uh, even more problems regarding particular particular bunions. So the earlier we see an adolescent or a kid who's got that tendency where already we're seeing the enlargement or the dislocation of the toe, and oftentimes um, uh, shoe recommendations and prescription orthotics could be the best we've got to try to alter some of the forces. And I've seen great success with that over the years when we might see a young athlete where we've got that. We're not looking to do surgery on these areas. We're looking to try to slow down the, the deformity, for example. Mm-hmm, 
pretty interesting, really. I can't tell you how it many. Is it, it, it's sure interesting if it's your feet. <laughs> it is. Uh, or, yes, or if we're saying again, the uh, I'm sure you wear your share of dress shoes. Of course. Yes. So part of my article, which involves high heels, is all about strengthening the feet and ankles, Denise, so that you have a better chance choosing the best shoe for your feet, mm-hmm. so that you have a better mm-hmm. chance of surviving heels uh, when it <laughs> comes to, because um, we've actually seen shortening of the muscle in the calf, in the back of the, let's say a gal is 50 years old, she's been wearing heels for 25 years. And she's been wearing maybe two-inch heels, and she's been wearing them routinely. All of a sudden, she wants to start walking for fitness. She wants to start jogging, or she's playing golf, and she's saying, you know, the back of my legs are killing me because she's actually shortened those areas. So um, we need to educate women on the challenge because your whole posture takes a lot of abuse when you're wearing heels. Your back, your knees, let alone your feet. absolutely. Absolutely. That's not news to you, I bet. No, and everybody starts out wearing them so young. Hey, listen, style is, uh, uh, no one's going to get people to stop wearing stylish shoes, uh, even though uh, in my article I quote Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City because <laughs> uh, she was quoted saying, oh, a year or two ago, you know, if I knew then what I know now, I don't know if I would have worn those heels all the time on the TV show. <laughs> Yet, mm-hmm. within a year, she had her own shoe company. So I guess she still is bad as it was. Uh, but a lot of times, again, we'll see uh, uh, when people have uh, foot problems. So being educated. And more and more young girls, absolutely, are serious athletes in a lot of sports. And they also might be stylish. Uh, so that's where sometimes uh, some common sense and, and good uh, mechanics can make a big difference in preventing problems. Yeah, we we know that uh, women are going to choose not to stop wearing heels. So given that, what can they do to help their feet? You mean besides read my article? Oh, no, we talk about, yes, we talk also (laughs) about the, (laughs) the importance of varying the heel height. So again, what I just mentioned, so the idea is don't live, once you get about two inch height and above, you're really affecting the structure, the back and the knees even more aggressively. Uh, but we tell women, listen, vary the height. You know, wear flats, wear a one-inch heel, one-and-a-half-inch heel. Try not to get too stiletto-toed because the ankle can roll with those very, very thin um, heels. Try to be something a little bit more substantial. If you've got toe problems, wear corns or calluses, etc., then you want to include podiatry in taking care of that for you past just a pedicure. And you want to try to be in a toe box that gives you as much room as possible. Once you start tilting forward, you're putting a lot of pressure on the ball of the foot. So women who have maybe callus problems, et cetera, other kinds of pressure problems on the ball of the foot, Denise, can really aggravate that with heels. Um, Mm -hmm. We put a lot of orthotics in heels, um, uh, for a woman who might wear orthotics in her sneakers, we also try to sell the gal on including more sneakers, including more sensible shoes, and again, trying to um, uh, pay attention if you've got toe problems. A lot of women who wear heels are really padding experts. <laughs> they really know uh, how to slip those pads between the toes or under the ball of the foot uh, because it's challenging. <laughs> 
Hmm. Really, really interesting. What um, I know there's a lot of parents and they have all their kids and you know various sport activities. How in the world, say, does a mother know what to do for the child that plays tennis? What to do for the child that's in football, et cetera, et cetera? It's a great question, and it's a it's a topic that we talk about a lot. My my guest today really was a gal who blogs. Um, JBM thinks she's a sports mom. She's been a sports mom for decades. But we talk a lot about parenting the child athlete. Um, so if a kid is a serious athlete, uh, then we want to make sure uh, that there's good evaluation and screening. Again, does it number one, does your son or daughter have a history of problems with her feet or ankles or legs with all the running and jumping she might be doing on the tennis court? Um, uh, is she comfortable in the shoes that she's in? Uh, what kind of body type does he or she have? Is she, again, if she's got flat feet, very common to have pronated or rolled in excessive feet where we might see that support becomes very, very important. There's a lot of discussion today. There's been an explosion, Denise, in overuse injuries. You know what we used to call the old pitcher over little league pitching elbow where these kids would throw so many innings and they would be doing so much repetitive mm-hmm. action uh, and there's a lot of discussion on whether children should be specializing. Um, and one of my most popular articles also on the website is called One Sport or Many. Good question, because we see young kids, I call it the prodigy sports, and tennis is one of them, where they might be playing five, six days a week, strictly that sport, by 10, mm-hmm. 12 years old. That Mm -hmm. might be their love. This is what they're doing. There's all sorts of clubs. You might see the same young gymnast or ballet dancer or figure skater. My young Olympic gold medalist, uh, Eric Lysacek, who we put orthotics in his skates. Like I mentioned, he was 10 years old. He grew up in them, was already every day pushing the envelope. So uh, it becomes important for mom or dad, again, to see, is there any history of problems can I get a good physical therapist to help me strengthen my son or daughter for whatever sport they're playing? One of my favorite terms is called intelligent rest. We've got to have enough time for recovery. Um, we have to find out whose dream it is. There's a lot of pushy parents, Denise. Is that news to you? <laughs> Where we might be overdoing it. And today, oh, yeah. one, of the, one of the biggest discussions today on my show and many is concussions and oh, the whole football side of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's tremendous interest in how much is too much. So those are the things that I think um, uh, parents need to um, pay attention to. Um, we spend a lot of time on sports psychology and that side of thing. You know, uh, mm-hmm. is your son and daughter enjoying it? Are they having fun? I mean, sports is, and, and fitness is very, very important, um, to say the least, in our society with the obesity uh, epidemic, et cetera. Um, and, but we take it seriously at younger and younger ages. And you start mm-hmm. seeing these overuse problems. You know, the kid's hitting 500 tennis balls a week and her arm's falling off, or her knees hurt, or et cetera, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we see, hey, listen, you got a tournament coming up. Hey, listen, we got a scholarship on the line. Hey, listen, right. this, is, this is where drugs and sports really starts. 
where we start to see we're taking over-the-counter pain medicine or anti-inflammatories so the kid could play, so they could stay on the field. Uh, and this is many times a – it's a big problem, a big concern uh, when we're talking to parents about that um, if your son or daughter is a serious athlete, what do we want to be paying attention to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find the, the um, topic of um, balance training particularly interesting. My son was a baseball player, and um, he had a coach that worked with him on that a lot. Key. Uh, the – one of the best exercises, almost for everybody, whether it's uh, a senior, senior citizen where we're trying to prevent falling, or it's this young hotshot athlete that we're trying to have the best of stability and quickness and agility, and that's working balance. Um, and you can safely, whether you, our audience can imagine standing on these teeter-totter boards, they can imagine those BOSU soft cushions that people balance and stand on, uh, and when you're incorporating, it's called proprioception in physical therapy, and again, if you want an example, stand on one foot and close your eyes, and all of a sudden, you're <laughs> trying to figure out where your body is in space, mm-hmm. and what, what that does is it calls on um, every muscle you own to stabilize you safely. It's not like you're jumping off boxes, and you know, you're jumping and leaping and running and pounding. You're just balancing one foot at a time. Seniors many times will hold on to a chair or the wall. A serious athlete might be standing on different parts of a mini tram, which will be challenging them. Although, imagine yourself standing on a whoopee cushion and someone's playing catch with you. And you're standing (laughs) one foot at a time. So uh, uh, balance is one of those amazing things, which is uh, uh, safe and effective, again, for Mm -hmm. a 10-year-old who is playing whatever sport they're playing, uh, also is something uh, if people have back problems, they have knee problems, they have foot and ankle problems, not that it's the end all, do all, but adding balance exercises can be very, very helpful. Um, kind of strengthening the stabilizers is uh, how we look at mm-hmm. it with that. Do you think there's a lot of people with back problems that never even gave their shoes a consideration? <clears throat> Hey, that's why you see the Dr. Scholl's commercials for back trouble. They say, hey, get shoe inserts. This was a secret uh-huh. for 100 years. Uh, the idea, again, that the foot affects the rest of the body, it's, I, I, I don't mean by that to say, if, let's say you're leaning over and you're picking up a heavy suitcase, and you go, oh, I strained my back. We're not going to say, gee, Denise, maybe you need inserts in your shoes. <laughs> but if you said, you know, I've had chronic back discomfort or it bothers me I do a lot of walking and standing would paying attention to my feet make sense the answer is a great big yes Um, Mm -hmm. proper support of the arch um, good shoes um, uh, and there is no best shoe by the way there's a lot of very good brands uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of good styles uh, but usually we'll tell people if you can get into a good sneaker good walking shoe running shoe, and you were fit for it. I can't tell you how often people are not fit properly for shoes. Um, it is an amazing, it's like 70% or higher. Where do they go people to get fit for a shoe? Go to a good uh, shoe store, good running shoe store. Go to New Balance. Go to uh, a lot of uh, uh, stores that might be uh, Nike uh, that have usually running shoes uh, which have always been more sophisticated uh, than regular shoes. 
um, was a good place to go. If you're a senior citizen, we're saying, let's wear a good walking shoe. Uh, can be very, very helpful. And if you go to a, a running shoe store, if you go to a Foot Solutions, if you go to a Good Feet, then you are going to be properly fit. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't ever take shoes off the shelf or buy them through mail order, but mm-hmm. it's amazing. You know, women who go through pregnancies, their foot size might change by one or two sizes. True. Let alone their foot get more flexible because of giving birth. And as we get older, sometimes our foot will collapse somewhat. And we might see people saying, hey, you know, I've always been nine and a half. And they wonder why their shoes are too small. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, let alone getting, again, if you have, uh, if you're going into a a, a running Mm -hmm. shoe store, they might say, we want to put you in a motion control shoe. We want to put you in a stability shoe. Um, uh, and there are over-the-counter supports, which mm-hmm. can be helpful, although I equate that with going to Walgreens and getting glasses. Uh, if you really want what's best for your body, usually a podiatrist who's going to prescribe a custom orthotic is the gold program. Uh, there are good supports though, over-the-counter. Dr. Scholz is one of them. Spenko's another, uh, usually which can be helpful especially if you're going to be active or on your feet a lot. Well, if you're a senior citizen and you're on a fixed income, I don't know if their insurance pays for podiatry appointments with the inserts. Do you? Uh, They pay for some foot care. They do not pay for orthotics. Like you can't get glasses paid for. Uh, There's a lot Mm -hmm. of things. You can't get a, a crown on your tooth paid for by Medicare. Uh, so a lot depends on, I might have people wearing the same orthotics 10 years, 15 years. Wow. Wow. It might cost them five cents a week. I don't know. i have to figure that out. But <laughs> if your foot hurts you, if you're favoring your foot, your back mm-hmm. and your knees aren't going to like it, let alone mechanically. So if you have foot discomfort, and uh, it's quite comfort, so the, the, a, a common, there definitely is, to your point, a, uh, a, a an important point of paying attention to uh, what type of shoe or what's the foot mechanics of this person who's having back trouble. Uh, it makes good sense. Chiropractic mm-hmm. pays a lot of attention to that also with their hip levelers and uh, other kinds of, uh, of shoe inserts. I know as we age, we shrink in stature. Does that affect the feet as well? You know, sometimes there's a condition called fat pad atrophy, uh, which is a wearing away or the thinning out of the fat pad under the ball of the foot and under yeah. the heel. Um, I like padded socks. One of the groups we've worked with in podiatry for years, Thorlow, makes padded socks. Uh, they're available everywhere. Uh, so we might have, again, a, a, a person who's getting older and older. They're almost walking on the bones of the balls of their feet because Ouch. they have thinned out that pad. Now, many times, again, the proper support, is mm-hmm. is uh, important, as well as the idea of maybe having a sock with some padding. We might have the same sock with a cleated um, athlete who's um, getting all that pressure under the ball of the foot. So I don't know if we would say that the foot would shrink, but we might see that the uh, size-wise, but we definitely see some of the tissues are changing uh, you know, after all, every step we take, we're putting all of that weight-bearing pressure 
mm-hmm. on our foundation and uh, under the best of circumstances, um, depending on uh, how much you're standing and the type of surface you're on, uh, there's no doubt about it that uh, we start wearing away and, and abusing some of these areas that we want to pay attention to. Listeners, if you're just joining in, we're talking with Dr. Robert Weil, and our subject is the role of the foot in athletics. But we're also talking about the role of the foot. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you this, Dr. Weil. I've seen advertisements for little um, inserts that you can maybe roll around your toes and put them in you know, when you put your feet in, in your in your um, shoes to help pull those bunions back in. What are your thoughts on those? Yeah, none of that. The, the, uh, the only way you're going to change the structural position of the foot is surgically, although there can be some soft yoga toes and some other things that could help stretch and align some of the tissues and some of this it does, has padding. Uh, so we, we, we might see that in, in some instances, depending on the shoe, depending on the person's foot, we might see some of those uh, pads and pieces and shields be helpful. And some mm-hmm. of the different gel materials that you might put under the ball of the foot or some of the gel materials you might put uh, around a, uh, a certain area. But we're not going to correct uh, these kinds of deformities like someone's uh, hammer toes or their uh, bunion uh, deformity uh, by uh, uh, putting pads in the shoes. We might get some relief of pressure points, and in that particular case, um, we we might find things are, are, are helpful. I would think if if you're suffering from bunions and then you run around without shoes on quite quite a bit, that's probably not going to be helpful because you're not you don't have the support to maybe hold hold that bone from pressuring out more, or is my thinking all wrong? No, I, again, it depends on the situation. A lot of times we see that barefoot activity is very, very good. It uses a lot of parts of the foot that we don't normally use. We spend our life in shoes, unless we live mm-hmm. in a whole different uh, area. Although, again, you probably be uh, on, in California better off than here in, in Chicago. You could be beach walking True. and, and uh, uh, doing a lot more uh, uh, than that. But some. Yeah, but sometimes we'll see a person who's got the enlargement of bone prominences might see that being out of shoes, uh, they don't have areas that rub as much. So, again, you'd have to be on that individual Mm -hmm. situation. But we like to add some barefoot exercise, uh, whether somebody is um, doing that around the house or whether they are doing something in the sand, they're doing something on the grass when the surface is uh, safe, uh, that is uh, getting to use the kinds of muscles that we just never use when we spend our life in shoes. So we might see that either way. Um, and now it's been a topic again on, on the radio show on the sports doctor, Denise, where we've talked about barefoot running and some of the pros and cons of some of those uh, 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 recent trends of people saying, hey, the less shoe, the better, the less shoe, the better. And it's not necessarily the case. depends on an individual uh, but some barefoot activity usually is good, especially for youngsters. That's good to know. Are you still actively um, practicing out of your yes, own I office? Am. Yes, oh, I good. do. I'm in the mm-hmm. I'm in the 
a suburban area of Chicago, uh, Aurora, Naperville area, been out here uh, for a long time, uh, and uh, continue to um, uh, do podiatry and and, uh, and sports podiatry. Oh, okay. Are you still offering free screenings at your at your office? I do, I do, and we all yeah we have free screenings at the office. I also do a, a monthly at one of our local. Um, uh, Edwards Hospital Health and Fitness Centers, where we might see people for some screening. I also do monthly screening at uh, the local um, New Balance Naperville. It's one of my sponsors on my radio show. So we'll do monthly screenings there uh, and uh, do it at the office and have for a long time, at least to be able to give someone an opinion on Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. what might be recommended, uh, what might be beneficial and helpful. So what part of the Chicago area are you in again? I'm not familiar with it. and maybe uh, I'm south, southwest mm-hmm. suburbs, southwest okay. suburbs, which is uh, uh, Aurora, uh, Illinois. And, again, people could find out all sorts of the practice. They go to the website, sportsdoctorradio.com. And, hey, tune us in. I'm on the same <laughs> day of the week as you, just a few hours early. Um, And the network is similar. I listened to some of the promos of your network. You know, HealthyLife.net, my radio station out in your neck of the world, California, is all Mm -hmm. positive talk radio. Uh, And I think the health and wellness side of things and the positive side of things, uh, you guys pay attention to that, I think is a breath of fresh air, isn't it? (laughs) It really is. It really is. Sometimes people can come up with solutions to long-term health issues just through educating themselves uh, there's no doubt about it it's important i think blog radio of course is a big uh, a part of uh, so many different things uh where we have a lot of my guests that we have on the show have the podcast and again the uh amount of information is is usually endless again there's a lot of health yes. and fitness information a lot of sports medicine information mm-hmm. uh, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, uh everybody from speed trainers, et cetera. And, again, the adolescent athlete and some of these other factors are uh, are big, big topics uh, that we talk about a lot, the mental side of the game. Sports psychology is a big part of what we talk about on The Sports Doctor. Oh, okay. That's great. Well, we're running out of time. I just wanted to, um, again, thank you so much for coming on our show today. I'm so glad to uh, join you again. I want to wish everybody a happy holiday. Invite everybody to listen to our show. Denise, wish you continued success. Thank you so much. And look forward to the uh, uh, next time around. Um, Didn't I promise you I was going to get you on my show? I think you did. You should have. What happened to that? I don't know. I'm going to follow through. This spring, we're going to have you on and talk about what you do. We'd love to. Uh, make that happen in 2015. But thank you very much for having me. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. All right, listeners, please join again next week. We're going to have another wonderful show for you. And um, until then, have a good evening. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. 
For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Listeners, just want to remind you that the entire contents of this radio show are based upon the opinions of Denise and her guest. It's not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified health care professional of your choice, and it's not intended as medical advice. We're just sharing knowledge and information. We encourage you to make your own health care decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your qualified health care professional. Thank you. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.